I would like to introduce to you Emma from the band Dying Wish. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. Um, We're here to talk about your band's uh, new album. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, But what I want to sort of get from you, start with, uh, is a uh, origin story of the band. Um, Just purely because you're a new band to me. Uh, probably to many of my listeners as well. Um, but if we can get some background and uh, yeah. go from there. Absolutely. Um, we are a band from Portland, Oregon called Dying Wish. We formed early in 2018, put out a demo, um, and then collaborated on a split with the band from Serration, or uh, sorry, a band called Serration from yeah. Alberta, Canada. Um, and then we kind of hit the ground running. Um, I was featured on the Knocked Loose record, which was kind of a pivotal moment for the band. Um, and then Brian returned the favor and did a song for us. And that's on our upcoming record um, that comes out on October 1st via Sharp Tone Records. Nice. Um, yeah, pretty pretty quick and easy. I'm sure we'll get into more questions and I can, you know, <laughs> yeah, give I'll you a more in-depth answer. Sorry, say again? Oh, I, I'm sure we can... I can elaborate through through questions. Yeah, no, that's all good. That's all good. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, let's let's talk about the album. It's called a fragment uh, of a bitter memory. Uh, like you say, it's out on October first on Sharp Tone. Um, that label are very diverse in what they've got on their roster at the moment. Um, I've been interviewing quite a few bands from there. Some by accident, didn't realise they're on there, and some directly through uh nuclear blast and all that lot um of which it's a parent label of um but yeah um how how did you find yourself um on that label generally yeah well um we you know knew that we wanted to sign to a label and um so we picked up a manager our manager tom and um one of the first things he said was um i think you guys would be a great fit on sharp tone and I know that they're wonderful and work very hard for their bands. And that's exactly what we need right now. So he hit them up and, you know, it was pretty much effortless from there. They were super into the idea and believed in everything that we have done and um, have supported us wholeheartedly since. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It's good to know because I, I, I don't go into the label so much. Um, I know a few people in and around it, obviously the PR people and all that kind of stuff, but actually sort of getting the inner workings of them is kind of cool. Uh, and knowing that it mm-hmm. was effortless uh, is always a good sign. Um, making it as easy as they can for the for the artist as well, which is great. Um, but yeah, um, the album, uh, you've got a couple of tracks out at the moment. You've got the title track out. Um, and you've also got another one called Until Morning Comes, uh, which is actually one of my favorite tracks that, off the album. Awesome. Um, uh, Thank you. I've been, I've been fortunate enough to have been furnished with the full version, thanks to um, the PR people and whatnot. They've uh, entrusted me with that. Um, and I've had it on in my cars. I do normally listen to it and in my headphones and stuff like that. And I'm really, really, really enjoying it. Um, and where, where would you sort of... Um, cite your so don't always try and go away from this sort of question but where do you cite your influences from because i can hear a few uh mm-hmm. in there um and i was just sort of wondering where you where you get yours from yeah i mean um we kind of love this question honestly okay, um good. first of all thank you i'm <laughs> glad that you like the record um but yeah i mean it's very obvious that we're nodding to a lot of early 2000s metal and metalcore yes um 
but our our guitar player Sam is very influenced. He he writes most of the music by bands like the Black Dolly Murder, Kill Switch Engage, Bleeding Through, um, At the Gates. Um, you know, so kind of a variety of of bands that you know flourished um, from that scene of like this newer sound. We're kind of trying to refresh it with our own approach. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's that's something that I, I'm loving. I mean, I've uh, what I'm what because because that era was my I'm aging myself now, but that was my twenties. Um, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Bands like Bleeding <laughs> Through, Atreyu, um, uh, Kill Switch, all those bands from back then. Uh, they're still around today, to be fair. Um, I know Atreyu are. I Atreyu on the show quite recently, which is kind of cool. Um, obviously, Kill Switch are still, and they've got Jesse back in, and Howard's still kind of well he was there with one of their tracks and stuff anyway um but i'm loving this this what people that were kind of obviously like yourself growing up during that time you were a lot longer younger than me by the looks of things so <laughs> um, um but what i'm loving is is this 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 these bands coming through because there's a lot of the new metal influence bands as well so bands that are influenced by the likes of like the early corn biscuit uh lincoln park all that kind of stuff um and the sort of heavier side of that mud vein things like that um but then you've got these the the metalcore um things coming through uh like yourselves and and that's exactly where it took me back to it took me back to listening to the likes of bleeding through um and and kill switch back then and and you have put your own your own obviously your own flavor on it as well um which is what you need to do you don't want to be a clone <laughs> of those exactly. bands but what was great when i was listening to it even even my wife said you know is this is this you know someone you know is this someone from back then and and i was like no no this is the band i'm chatting to <laughs> and she she really enjoyed it as well like it's saying it's really kind of taken her um back that way as well so it, that's that's really cool i i'm i'm loving this sort of surgence of bands like yourselves that have that have taken the because those were kind of like i say my 20s band my influential bands were bands from on the cusp of like the 80s 90s i would say when i was that sort of young impressionable at that point so guns and roses iron maiden all that kind of stuff but then i went into kind of like the new york hardcore scene where it was kind of like vision disorder earth crisis all that kind of stuff then into the metalcore which obviously came out of that um and then yeah just sort of seeing this circle come back around it's great i love it mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, very. Um, it is. It is very cool, and you know, with the the way that the world is too, it gives um, kind of like a, an opportunity because we we see ourselves. Um, we all grew up in like a in the background of hardcore. So, yes, the Earth Crisis and the Mad Balls, and yep. you know, those are the kind of bands that we grew up listening to. So, um, obviously, Earth Crisis has always kind of had a message. Yes, and that's something that we have wanted to implement into our music as well as like making sure that we we have messages and and whatnot and what 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 messages are you portraying into your music what do you want people to kind of get from it because obviously earth crisis and stuff like that and back then and 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 the sort of um straight edge stuff like that uh very much um not so much on the political edge but more on the sort of like living healthy living stuff like that mm-hmm. um and i remember that whole thing back then as well i was very much into that sort of ethos if you will um sort of like keeping sort of you know drug clean drink clean or whatever and 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 you know not eating meat and stuff like that 
over mm-hmm. the years I've kind of waned on that slightly um, but I still don't drink <laughs> I still don't do drugs um, but the meeting good on you yeah but the meeting <laughs> that's something that I'm working on right now I've got a lot of uh, influential vegan friends around me um, and they're trying their best so <laughs> we have another one right here so okay excellent excellent so is, is that the kind of thing you're putting across in your music is it that kind of um that kind of like uh clean living i suppose is the the the, the um i mean that, not necessarily um i you know i'm vegan and a, a few of the guys are straight edge and and whatnot our message more so is about um you know uh our politics and what we believe in, um, as far as like, you know, our radicalism goes, um, and speaking about, you know, mental health and, um, living through trauma and, um, uh, just, you know, various other themes that are on the record are things that we find that aren't, are important to talk about and important about, you know, piece of who we are as a band. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I, I caught the sort of like the mental health side of things as well. This is something I like to, so I like to talk about on the show. Let's talk about it in general because it always helps to talk. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's something I feel very strongly is that's the big thing that I've kind of like taken away from a lot of my musical sort of side of things is that mental health aspect and noticing, you know, the patterns that 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 obviously some people go through, stuff like that, and trying to help them, trying to reach out, trying to be there. You know, I'd rather hear about their issues than hear about them, you know, doing something silly. Um, you know that side of things and and from someone who's who suffers from mental health issues and stuff like that as well that's you know there's some days where i'm not you know i'm just like not approachable <laughs> which is difficult uh because of the nature of the work that i do as well um but it's yeah. something that 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 my wife picks up on the signs with me um i let apparently i let off the certain certain aspects and and she knows when to kind of like come in and say hey you're feeling all right um and and i sort of i can pick up on other people's and not so much my own if that makes sense um but -hmm. it's something that 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 i'm very um say enthusiastic for i don't think that's the right word but you know something i really want to sort of like just reduce the the stigma i suppose is the is probably the word on that um you're passionate say again you're passionate yes that's the word yes sorry yeah. <laughs> no, um but yeah no that's something that 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 i've i've like i've had a few sort of artists on here like yourselves that you know go through various stages and 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 you can sort of see from the sort of like the big sort of people we lost within say the metal scene for instance obviously we we lose people from every kind of like walk of life with this but you know you can see sort of like um with uh like chester bennington for instance the kind of you know the messages were there in the music that not a lot of people picked up on or didn't until it was too late um and obviously that's down to sort of needing those people to open up as well because you have to help yourself to a certain degree but obviously i've always said I'd, i'd you know I'd rather try and fix the issue than wait for that permanent solution to try and, you know, <laughs> then you can't sort yeah. it at all. So, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and um, go on. Um, yeah, no, something you were, you were, had mentioned was, you know, how it's difficult when you're in this line of work, you know, if you have depression, um, I've definitely been depressed on tour and yes. that's really hard because it's like, you know, I'm depressed right now, but (laughs) so it's, it's like, it's stressful to like, you know, have to, you know, your brain is so focused, like 
or not focused. Yes. Like while you have this really important thing right here, um, like for example, going on a full US tour with a band called Motionless and White, but at the same time, you know, there's all of this clouding in your head from this depression that yeah. makes you focus on everything else that's not important at the moment when this should be the important thing. So I totally, I totally, totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I was I was in a band myself back in back in the early two thousands, and um, through one stage of it, I was going through quite a quite a breakup, if you will, um, and I found mm -hmm. myself being more destructive to myself. Like I used the stage as a um, as a pressure release, but mm -hmm. I ended up doing stupid stuff like running into a wall or or you know head banging till i couldn't lift my head up um just sort of trying to get rid of that noise out of my head whereas using i learned how to use yeah. that uh from now like um i don't I, i'm not as self-destructive if that makes sense you know i can still use it as a pressure release i use djing as that right. at the moment because that's what that is my main sort of performance aspect now um but whereas i used to rely on it for that i don't anymore um i've found other ways of of mm -hmm. removing that from my thing so i can concentrate and actually enjoy what i do um so whether it's playing various records to people or if i'm ever back in a band doing whatever role i am in there um but yeah i've I found it like especially i've noticed it with a lot of my kind of like friends and and colleagues and stuff within the industry and and how they deal with it on stage and how they're how that pressure releases i can see that destructive pattern as well mm -hmm. um and mm -hmm. it's difficult to sort of you know because you don't want to sort of go up to them and say hey don't do that don't, you know because you don't want to tell them what to do but you want to sort of try and get that out of them um because i i i hurt myself you know, it was that kind of, you know, there's no getting away with it. I, I hit my head a few times and, and it wasn't, it didn't do me any good. So. Yeah. I, I was going through a similar situation. Um, we were on tour and, um, I had just gone through a breakup and, you know, I was just like very disconnected from my body in a lot of ways. And, um, I took my mic and I smashed it into my head during one of the songs oh, wow. and, yeah, I mean, that hurt, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I was like so disconnected. I didn't even think about it. And then I was laying awake, like on somebody's floor that night, like, oh, my head hurts. Like, and then it kind of came to this, you know, I came to this realization where this can be a coping mechanism. Yes. You know, playing shows and whatnot, but like, not that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. totally understand what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and what your guys, um, I mean, we're sort of get back onto your sort of band side of things now but it's um what 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 are your guys plans ahead because it, it's really difficult to sort of see because like here in the uk obviously I, I mean everyone went through pandemic different well I'll say differently everyone's going through it in stages so here we've kind of had lockdowns and not lockdowns finally this summer we got our live music back um now i know in the states there is there is because i used to live over in in over there not in your part unfortunately over in uh, florida i was there for a good long time but mm -hmm. i've got a lot of friends there and i know the sort of like covid situation where they are where it's kind of things are still open but they're not you know there's like mandates for masks in schools but they're not the governor's saying no you're over in michigan which is kind of a little bit further out 
Um, we're we're in Oregon, which Oregon. is as far away as you can get from yeah. Florida, <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, no, it's pretty good. You don't want to, yeah, Florida's the crazy state. Um, yeah. I, mean, I survived it for a good sort of five, six years. So, you know, it was it was all right while I was there, to be fair. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, how, how has it been for you guys? Obviously, you've, you must have plans coming up that are kind of yes and knowing, because I know a lot of big bands are touring, but then they're getting hit with covid I and mean, kiss were the latest ones that i saw i think uh jonathan davis of corn is having an issue with covid right now you know guys your level what what how has it affected you um i mean we are all vaccinated but at the same time i do feel pretty fearful you know of being on tour and catching covid so mm. you know i we we have covid protocols where you know, obviously we're wearing a mask, um, all the time, you know, if we're interacting with anyone else. Um, and it's going to be very strange for me being up on stage, not wearing a mask, but also looking back at people who may not be wearing masks. Um, because to me, that's still something I'm not used to. Um, and gives me kind of an anxiety, but then I have to be in the headspace of I'm performing right now. That's what matters, you know? So, um, it's going to be interesting, um, to say the least, but you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, we're not doing, t- uh, merch table meet and greets, which is unfortunate. Um, cause you know, we want to interact with crowds. We're a new band. That's really important for us, but yeah. like we'll be meeting people outside if anything, you know what I mean? Um, so not everyone assumed that, I, I mean, we shouldn't have assumed that live music was going to come back to normal. And, you know, there are places like Florida that never even, I don't even think they shut down in the first place. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, those those are places that, you know, um, it's it's more worrisome to play because, you know, people are going to be less um, mindful about how the virus impacts bands who are touring and going to a different city every night and how us catching COVID results in us going home and tours over and how yeah. that affects our careers as musicians. So um, it's really difficult. <laughs> so, you know, but um, we have to try at least. Yes. So yeah, no, that's, definitely. that's where we're at. Yeah. No, I, I felt the same way going into, um, cause I hadn't obviously DJed in, in, in a year and a half, maybe longer mm-hmm. but 18 yeah 18 19 months but um and and the first time was last month went back in there and it was so strange like because you're like suddenly around loads of people and it's you know people are dancing and breathing and <laughs> you're kind of like <laughs> you can almost see the covid and yeah no um uh, but you know mm-hmm. we obviously we have protocols here as well we have obviously an app that track and trace app and stuff and i'm fully vaccinated which is you know that's that's a great start for me on that front um i got it early which was good as well um mm-hmm. but you know there is that thing and and i don't want to end up going out to one of these places bring it back to the family or or anything like that because i've got young kids you know um and um they're not vaccinated at the moment they're very young so they're not vaccinated at the moment um but mm-hmm. yeah it's just sort of there there is that that sort of worry um and i'm looking i've got a live show that i was going to go i'm going to in october in fact so that's going to be my first sort of like live gig to go to so that's going to be a real kind of um tester for me because i've heard that one is sold out so <laughs> right oh yeah but um no it's um just- i work 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's like I mean, bands even at the big. No, it, it doesn't care who what kind of band you are, um, either. Because I've seen bands of all levels get hit. Obviously, you know, you'd think Kiss would have a bubble around them, um, or even Corn. You know, mm-hmm. these are the sort of bands that have, you know, the money to have that. Um, but yeah, it even got them. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's yeah it's 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 uh as long as you've like got those you know you're vaccinated and that's the good start it doesn't stop you getting it but it does alleviate the symptoms which is right what we need and i i believe it makes it so that you're less transmittable as well when you when you're vaccinated yes um yeah i i work at a venue here um a 500 cap club and we've had a show sold out hip hop show and um, one of the scariest nights of my life because, <laughs> you know, like um, these kids just they were just running around, not wearing masks, like everything was totally fine. And um, so it shows like that, you know, that freaked me out. Like, like I literally felt like I could see the covid like yeah. in the air. You know what I mean? So that was that was scary. But then um you know, I went to Between the Berry to Me um, a couple nights ago, you know, a, a older crowd, more respectful, everyone wearing masks. And I was like, OK, like this is this makes me feel safe. So, you know, as long as we can find somewhere where everyone's happy and practicing the right things, yeah. then, um, then I think the future of live music is secured. But I don't think as of right now, the future of live music is secure. So. Yeah. Um that's the scary part. That is the scary part, especially for a band like yourselves, like a new band, you're looking out to mm-hmm. get out there and everything. But you know, I'm sure it'll come back like to a certain level anyway. I think, you know, a lot of bands are still going ahead with their tours. Um and there are ways you can stay completely safe on tour. Um just mm-hmm. gotta keep that bubble. But then then the sort of like like you say, the meet and greets, that's where it kind of gets tricky because you do want to meet these people that have made the effort to come out and see you uh and give them the the sort of like facetime if you will um with that yeah. but yeah i think meeting outside is probably the better option just purely because you've got the air around you to move whatever around and, and all that kind of stuff so um but mm-hmm. did you guys do anything during the sort of like lockdown or did you do any live streaming or anything like that did you have the opportunity to do that um we didn't we had talked about it um but we just we put our priorities elsewhere filming music videos and practicing so that when we did hit the road we would have a perfected live show yeah cool and yeah and... um I'm, we had go on. um we had talked about doing a live stream and then we just ended up getting so busy preparing for tour that it just i just think that it fell to the back of our minds and yeah. they kept adding dates <laughs> just, you know it was like we were supposed to be on tour for two weeks and now we're on tour for uh like almost five and a half so oh, wow yeah excellent mm-hmm. excellent and um obviously yeah, it's, it's a u.s tour u.s and and that sort of area um territory do you have any plans at any sort of like level of coming over here as soon as possible as soon as possible <laughs> yeah um when that will be not sure but it's definitely in the conversation we're supposed to do um next year with your um in europe with Lionheart, Terror, and Get the Shot. Cool. Um, and there's no UK dates on that, but this is a conversation that we've had yeah. that we want to make sure that if we're there, we might as well make yes. a trip across the pond and go to the UK. So yeah. absolutely on our radar, and w- you know we would love to play Excellent. there. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. I mean, it, coming to the UK is a lot more difficult than it was 
about a year ago uh not because right. of covid because uh, of something else um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um heard that yeah yeah um but it's um it's it's making it a lot trickier for for overseas bands uh even homegrown bands to be fair to to tour over overseas um because of extra tariffs now extra taxes that we didn't have before um and obviously the same for you guys coming over from even from the states it's it's still you need various things separate from going to europe which opens you up to so many different countries um and now no longer us uh which is a pain but hopefully uh there's enough sort of like activity going on here and hopefully they'll look at that and and help resolve that hopefully uh, i say hopefully mm-hmm. i don't have much trust in our government but you can only neither deal... do i no so you can only kind of deal with the hand that you're given in that respect mm-hmm. but um I, there's enough people making enough noise um to kind of get them to talk about it at least and and then get the ball rolling from there which is good uh so hopefully by the time you guys get over here that would be resolved and it won't be such a a hit on finances i think is the main thing um that you want to kind of avoid with that especially mm-hmm. if you need additional yeah. visas and all that kind of rubbish um but uh, emma i've got a couple of questions left for you if that's all right and then i'll let you go for the rest of your day <laughs> um, yeah absolutely but what i've got here is these are sort of my uh generic questions if you will but i ask pretty much everyone that i've had on the show these uh to a so well i kind of alter some of them now and again but doesn't matter um um, what i want to find out from you are your uh three most pivotal albums now what i mean by that is not like your top three albums um i'm talking about an album that maybe during your childhood you suddenly thought huh i want to sing like that or i want to be a singer what was that album that did that or what was uh you know those sort of like a parent an album your parents played you or something like that that you really love i think number one was to put on my radar that i would ever maybe want to be a rock star was <laughs> avril lavigne and i'm trying to remember which one it's the one with all the hits um uh, let go uh so yeah i mean i just she was an icon and um i oh it's called let go yeah that yes yes um sorry you said that no that's no, all right it's all right <laughs> <laughs> um also that poor girl but <laughs> yeah so i would say <laughs> Avril Lavigne, let go and then uh, let's see for me probably this is so strange but um rotting out w- well i guess i got i guess i got into like heavy music through um like uh, it was like bring me the horizon count your blessings was like the one that i heard and i was like oh this is something i've never heard before because you know i kind of was just listening to like classic metal and like classic rock um and and then i it got me into like so many bands through there through you know that that um era of bands and then when I started listening to hardcore music, you know, I, I'd listen to Comeback Kid and I'd listen to like Have Heart. Um, but the album, it's not even on Spotify anymore, if, even if it was, um, by rotting out This Is Just A Life. It's their first release. And I want to say it came out in like 2008. And it's like their demo. Okay. But that was like the most pissed off, like 
just unapologetic hardcore record that I'd heard as like a 15 year old kid, 16 year old kid. Nice. So it, it sounds really strange. Cause like I've talked to somebody in rotting out and I was like, this is just a life as one of my favorite hardcore records of all time. And they were like, that's so weird because you know, obviously they, they don't play songs from that and have it in years and years. Um, but yeah, so those are those are pivotal moments in which I kind of like change direction and like, you know, how I see music or what I listen to and what I'm influenced by. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean Avril Lavigne um is has been or still is a perfect gateway for a lot of people into mm-hmm. kind of like the heavier music. You know, obviously it's very pop fueled, um punk kind of pop punk if you will. Um but yeah, I mean, she's gone through. She's she's gone through a lot, um, um, yeah. and there's the whole like conspiracy theory that it's not the real Avril Lavigne, you know, as much like the Andrew WK one as well. Um, which I love these little conspiracy. I know they're not true, but I love these conspiracy things. But um, yeah, no, she's been like heavily influential on a lot of a lot of people I've spoken to recently. Um, I had Sumo Psycho on my show. Um, uh, I think it was uh, yeah, it was a few months ago, in fact. Um, and and yeah, she was just rapping lyrical about Avril Lavigne and how she opened up the doors to basically rock music for her or punk rock in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. And again, with with Bring Me the Horizon, they're they're one that obviously they're from here, so we know them quite well on that front. But yeah, they, they're another gateway band now. Um, a lot of people like back when they were sort of a bit more on the sort of like thrashy core side of things um a lot of people cite them as heavily influenced and now because they've kind of popularized their sound <laughs> what it is um or evolved i think is the, the 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 term i like to use um they're 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 bringing a lot more people into that because people are going back and listening to their first albums and like it's totally different to um what they do now to a certain degree mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know and and their last ep was 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 just amazingly heavy the one with um kingslayer on it and they had amy lee on there and baby metal and and all that kind of stuff and yeah they're just a band that 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 i mean i've known about them for a long time obviously um but yeah it's great seeing these bands and then and i've never heard of rotting out so this is new for me this is something that i'm going to discover myself now um awesome so i'm i'm i was like i said i was very much into my hardcore side of things so there was obviously a lot of bands that i missed out on um (laughs) uh, but this is one of them so um i'm gonna go look them up on uh on one of the streaming services that i've got a subscription to and um if i can't find it i'll source it from somewhere so yeah I think um, Street Prowl is probably the record that I would say people listen to first. Yeah. Um, that was that was huge when it came out. Um, but then you can't find This Is Just A Life on Spotify, so I listen to it on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I can, yeah. I, can, I can put up with that. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll have a look. I'm on, I'm on Apple Music, so I'll see if it's on there. Um, but yeah, no, no, definitely. I'm going to check them out because, um, like I said, I hadn't heard of them and and this is what this question's about it's kind of going back and listening to albums that have influenced people just to sort of you know see where they were at that point but also potentially discover something new that's why i never ask for like the top Mm -hmm. three albums because they're always like 
Appetite Black Album or you know <laughs> never mind and right. <laughs> you can get that like trinity yeah. of bands in there all the time uh, but no that's great that's great oh, that's, uh, that's, I'm definitely going to go check them out so thank you for that um, so uh, finally um, my last question for you um, what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not doing anything dying wish on that front what what is your kind of go to um i go to the gym cool. i lift weights um when basketball season is um happening that is all that i care about um <laughs> <laughs> so obsessed with obsessed with basketball um love lifting weights um honestly though and this was what was so difficult about the pandemic is I work in live music. I book yeah. shows for fun. I play in a band. So like that was difficult because suddenly everything that I know how to do and what to do with on a daily basis just like disappeared into thin air. And so I had to like find new hobbies. Um, and yeah, I mean, lifting weights is really the one that stuck with me. Um, the rest of them, I, I picked up roller skates and you know tried to embroider and whatever else and that that got old really quick but <laughs> that's it sorry cool. no, <laughs> that's all right that's all right um and who who are your who are your team when it comes to basketball portland trailblazers nice um yeah it's been a it's been a rough <laughs> it's been a rough uh, couple of years but we have our our uh, generational talent in our point guard Damian Lillard and so hopefully we can keep him and build a solid team around him and win a championship while we still have him but um you know I'm not too optimistic about that because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of super teams in the NBA right now it's hard to compete with when yeah. you can just like buy a championship you know yeah yeah no it's uh, it was one sport that um when I was living over in Florida I didn't have a basketball team where i was living um so the nearest one was the orlando magic um but we had obviously we now have a super bowl winning team but we had the ice hockey as well which is the tampa bay lightning who do exceptionally well mm. um and they they lifted the stanley cup while i was there which was great and uh yeah the tampa bay rays which are, who are doing all right now but <laughs> they weren't yeah. they weren't not very good generally but um yeah because yeah, i was over in that tampa area so i had that like um the, all the american sports if you will kind of throwing you know thrown at me um mm -hmm. but yeah not a basketball and i like basketball um and it's not a major sport here either which is a pain yeah um but my right. wife my wife loves playing it and stuff like that so you know it's uh yeah it's uh, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to try and see if i can source and watch it this time uh over here see see who's playing it see what channel it's on so um yeah but emma thank you very much i really appreciate your time uh good luck with your album uh it's called a f uh, fragments of a bitter memory everyone go listen to it when it's out october 1st go go stream it go pre-save it do if it because it's going to come out before the album's out so go listen to the tracks that are available go pre-save the link if you're doing all that or pre-order physical copies that is a a thing for you guys as well so you're you doing cds and stuff obviously mm -hmm. cd yeah. and, vinyl. and vinyl um if you're yeah i mean we are actually ha we have the cds with us right now so we're going to be selling those at our merch table um 
But yeah, if you pre-order it now, you'll get it when I'm pretty sure on release day if you pre-order it through yeah. Sharp Tone. So yeah, cool, mm-hmm. awesome. Emma, have a fantastic rest of your day, and thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. <laughs>